Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Right along here on a Tuesday on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He's nine-year NBA bet Husker Hall of Famer Eric Strickland. Still chatting about the NFL playoffs. Dallas beats Tampa Bay 31-14 last night. But we're going to move away from that game into a little bigger picture question here, Strick. A lot's made about the quarterback position in the NFL. It's important. It has to be. There are a lot of teams that I think would feel like they're set at the quarterback position with some of their young guys, especially in the AFC. But there's got to be one, maybe two, that end up on the move. Maybe it's Justin Herbert, but I think that's less likely now after uh, Joe Lombardi. The OC got fired, as well as the quarterback's coach. I think that could be a good spot for Herbert, who, again, West Coast guy. I went to Oregon for college, moves down the coast to uh, then San Diego, now Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's staying now. Okay. Cardinals have a new GM. Um. We all know the the Kyler Murray do your homework saga from before the season. I think he's talented enough that you can't give up on him. You don't want to trade him, but if he wants out, I could see that being his next demand. The other one in the NFC I'm curious about then is Justin Fields. It seemed like Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator there, unlocked something with Justin Fields, but how real was that? Mm-hmm. The league's going to adjust to him, mm-hmm. right? He's a mobile quarterback, had the second most rushing guards of any player in a game this season. The league's going to adjust right? like they adjusted to previous mo- mobile quarterbacks. Is that Bears offensive staff, number one, creative enough to keep Justin Fields as the number one guy? And B, is Justin Fields big enough? Is he durable enough to stick around? Or do the Bears see some writing on the wall and say, hey, if we're going to run him, he's going to break down sooner. Do we move on from him? and get a different system. I mean, I, I think those are good points. Um, first and foremost, let's just address that the free agencies that are out there is going to be Tom Brady. You got Lamar Jackson. So there could mm-hmm. be a, a trade, but why would you? You know what I mean? Right. If you're not going to keep them, why would you waste capital or so forth? Not unless you're trying to do something to where you gain capital. Does somebody feel that there's value? Da- Daniel Jones is going to be out there as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. So those are your free agent looks. Justin Fields. If I'm Chicago staff right now, right, what is the best blueprint that you have out there for the potential of Justin Fields' success? Jalen Hurts. Exactly. I would be watching all of the freaking Philadelphia scheming mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Okay, you're probably not going to land somebody like A.J. Brown, okay, but – is there somebody out there that we can either go into uh, the draft? Is our draft position good enough? You're probably going to have a good draft position. What are other areas that we're going to need to address? Is it the line? Is it defense? Is Wide it- receiver. <laughs> so is there somebody that's available in that space that we can get that's young, but he may not be the, the number one? Is there a veteran out there that we don't have to freaking pay Tariq Hill type money? Uh, but sol- solid enough to mentor to to grow, to develop, and to look after this young young guy that's coming up that can emerge and be like a Justin Jefferson type mm-hmm. or a Jamar mm-hmm. Chase type, you know, that has that type of skill set. That's what I would be doing if I'm Chicago. And what did Philadelphia do? They built the roster 
on defense first. They still have a solid offensive line. Yeah. A lot of carryover from their last Super Bowl run, some of the same names, but that depth was built even back then. And then they supplemented those core building blocks by going out and trading for A.J. Brown. Right. And then they drafted Devontae Smith. They were able to get him. Huge get. So they built everywhere else first. They got the pieces in place around the quarterback. Yeah. If you look at some of the teams at the bottom, really there are two ways to do it. Either you, you're kind of in it for the long haul, and you build a team. I.E. Denver. Like Denver. Yep. You build a team first, and then you go try to find the quarterback. Sometimes that's hard, though, because if the other pieces are good enough and respectable enough, you're not going to draft low enough to get a quarterback right. unless your offense is that atrocious right. like Denver's was this year. The flip side to that is make your young quarterback take his lumps. You draft the quarterback first because he looks like a franchise guy, and then you fill in the other pieces around him. I.e. Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. Which way do you think works better? Um, I personally think... If, if you go and do the track record, and we've done this before, me and me and Nate, we've talked about this before. I brought it up a, a while ago, and I looked into it because it was a trend that was uh, an interesting one to me. The trend was why you had the success of Patrick Mahomes early, mm-hmm. but it's a continuation, mm-hmm. and then you had Joe Burrow, who yep. popped themselves in there, mm-hmm. and then you also had Josh Allen. What was it that was the trend of them is that they were all on their rookie, rookie scale deals. content. Yep. So you had a lot of extra salary cap money mm-hmm. to go and implement and piece and put in right pieces mm-hmm. in order to make that team great before they're able to hit their bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then the difference between a team that has tremendous success after you pay them mm-hmm. is you have to be great. Because you're not going to be able, you're going to need a great quarterback, not an average. Not a pretty good. If you're good. an average, if you're pretty good, you can't do it. You're going to need a great quarterback that can raise the level of those individuals that are around them, i.e. your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, so forth and so on. Anything below that, you find in the, you find yourself into mediocrity. The best example in recent memory I can think of that is Jared Goff. The yeah. Rams make it to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff on his rookie scale deal. Yeah. He's there. He's good enough to get him there. But then the Bills come due for everyone else on that roster and Jared Goff as well. Mm-hmm. The Rams see that that wasn't tenable, right? Jared Goff wasn't good enough to be worth that investment. Yeah. They made a run with him on his rookie deal and then they moved on. What did they go get? Not an elite quarterback, but a darn sure above average to legitimately good quarterback. He's already Matt under a contract. That not on mm-hmm. a big, big, but a, a big relative, relative mm-hmm. to the scale, it was mm-hmm. what parsed in the middle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably like seventy fifth percentile, eightieth yeah. percentile. So yeah. he's getting good money, Matt Stafford yeah. does. But it wasn't oh fifty million in cap space right. gone when we trade right. for this guy. Right. That's that balance that I think is a fascinating one to watch struck between. The players, knowing what value their play actually brings in terms of dollars and cents versus what the market tells quarterbacks they're worth. Right, right. Because so many times, quarterbacks get those big money deals when they're just fine mm-hmm. or slightly above average or they get paid in a contract year. Is that what Seattle's looking for in Geno Smith? I don't know. No. He's, he's year 10 in the league. No. He had his yeah. best year. He, he's going to take what's going to be good for him, I think. But what's good for Geno might not be best for Seattle. Right. 
that's that's the disconnect. But but, there. but can where can he go to get anything better than what he's got? If Geno's smart, you you do solid. Make sure you continue to maintain a good a good balance of people mm-hmm. around you. Get back and maybe do better. Mm-hmm. I, I, if you go and try to land the big bag, and I understand because you you haven't been in that position, they're not going to one give it to you because you're only basically showed and proven in one year, and they're going to want more than that. But the one that I see Austin that's in big trouble, and I want I'll let you follow up on that, and then you can also add on to this follow up. The one that I see, the team that I see is in big trouble is Arizona. Okay. And it's because they just paid Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray. And where are they going to go from here? Because DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is on the way, way down. down. Mm-hmm. What are they going to be able to get now? You've got, what, J.J. Watt? Retired. <laughs> so, so you're going to get some cap money off of that, but mm-hmm. you didn't pay him so big. How are you – that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you minimize, but you can't really go out there and do anything at a next level. It, the other issue I see Arizona running into is you look across that roster, there's not, outside of probably Kyler Murray, the real cornerstones, right? Isaiah Simmons has been solid, but not an all-pro level, not quite mm-hmm. deserving of that bag. Uh, Chandler Jones, not there. You know, right. That's a guy who's, again, but was good – was he worth you know that much money? I don't know. How does right. Arizona fill out the rest of the roster? That's where I think they need to, honestly, as, as basic as it is, got to be better in the draft. Yeah, right. Get some yeah. of those young guys, and then you have you know the first chance to negotiate with them once they get good. Arizona's missed in the draft far too frequently, and they don't have you know that those couple guys at a couple positions to build around. So they're looking to supplement in free agency, or they're looking to build in free agency instead of supplement. Right, instead of bringing in the hey, we need to plug this hole this year, we go out and pay one guy. They have so many other holes to fill, and then, like you said, you just paid Kyler Murray. That contract doesn't get cheaper over the life of the deal. Mm-mm. It keeps going up and up and up mm-hmm. by what a million, a couple million a year. Mm-hmm. Usually, how it works. That's a yeah. tough way to build a team. I agree. Uh, so the other, uh, I think one of the other players that I think has the potential of being traded. Obviously, it's very evident. It's very, um, you know. It, in in the microscope or in the in the not limelight, but when they when they go on stage, whatever that floodlight, whatever it is, it's very evident that they're going to do this, and that's Zach Wilson. So yeah. the problem with Zach is is he a is he a starter or is he a backup? And that's going to be something that's going to be revealed into whoever's going to you know potentially have interest in him, mm-hmm. whether it be in trade, what they're going to be offered for trade. Do you just want to get rid of him and move on? I think that's going to be the one. The, no- the next decision is going to be what's going to happen with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. That's another one that they're going to have to make a decision on. I think personally, if you feel confident in this run that he's been able to run for you, you already kind of have an idea of what Trey Lance is and what he's going to be. I think it's time to maybe move on, and you're going to get Brock Purdy cheaper. Now you can keep the strength of what you've got going there in San Francisco and hopefully make another run at that. Those are the two that that right now uh, I'll throw at you for interest of I'll, I'll start with topic. I'll, yeah, I'll start with Wilson. The Jets are a team that I could see – again, I know Gino was there, but looking at him after a year like this, if they think all they need is a slight upgrade at quarterback. They have some good pieces on offense – uh, the defense was solid pretty much all year long. Yeah. If they think they just need a, a quick fix at quarterback, they've struggled in the draft. They get Darnold, doesn't go well. Yeah. They get Wilson, doesn't go well. Maybe they go back to Geno Smith. Mm. I don't know about that. 
Um, but I could see that at least being an option for them. Maybe Derek Carr. Heck, maybe they jump into the Tom Brady sweepstake. I don't know. But on Trey Lance, then, absolutely. The 49ers were so mum throughout the whole draft process. Everyone knew they were looking at quarterback, but the Niners didn't say a peep about who they were targeting in the draft. Turns out it's Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. They've had probably more eyes on him, given that draft selection, than anyone else. This is where I get kind of bamboozled by teams. If you're going to draft a guy, and you have your guy, this guy in your building for this long, you should know better than anyone else what he is, what he can be, and what he can't be. So many times teams struggle to do that, and that's where I'm curious to see if San Francisco is honest with itself about what Trey Lance is, what he can be, or if they hold on to the idea of Trey Lance, mm. the, the potential yeah. more so than the reality, because that's where teams get in trouble a lot, I think. Yeah, and 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 here's here's the last one I'll throw out before we head to break, and we'll get into shootout with Strick. Uh, I'm on a roll because uh, uh, the champ is here. Um, so listen, the other one has the Marcus Mariota experience ended. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm very glad you brought that up. I don't know. He's been around the league long enough that he'll find some place as a backup. I don't know if Desmond Ritter's the guy in Atlanta, though. Yeah. I really don't. He, he's one that I think could also be, a, be on the block after— Oh, I got one more for you after this. Go I was just say, maybe not this—probably not this offseason. Next offseason, though, if Atlanta doesn't like what it sees, sure, maybe Desmond Ritter's on the move, and I don't think Atlanta brings Mariota back. Someone does. Again, he's been in the league long enough. I think he's serviceable enough as a backup. He's been around the league long enough that I still think I would trust him to mentor— a young quarterback if I go out and get one. But Marcus Mariota is not a starter. Yeah. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, text line, on the text line, Hunter uh, Lincoln text line, 402-464-5685. Once again, thanks, you guys, for champ- uh, tapping in. Adam says on the text line, trust me, I'm not a Jets fan, but I feel like people are giving up way too early on Wilson. Jets offense is still really bad, and it, and it wasn't just him. Uh, quick speak on that. Um, tough place to play as well. One of the toughest markets to play in, especially as a young quarterback, is just so much pressure that comes from that. Now, two or three years later, if he's still like this, then yes, it's not going to work. But it, uh, it was just his rookie year. So um, I, I absolutely get that. Last one I want to throw out to you. Uh, does the Titans stay with Ryan Tannehill? I think they should, mm-hmm. at least for another year or two. Malik Wells did not look like he had it in any way, shape, or form when he was forced into action. And then he gets hurt, and then it's down to Josh Dobbs. Again, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback, but who else can Tennessee realistically get? Do you mm-hmm. trust – I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Does Tom Brady go to Tennessee? Do they take a look at him? Ryan Tannehill right now is, to me, more trustworthy than Tom Brady. Week in, week out. Brady's old. He's breaking down. We saw what Brady could do with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Put up yards – and yeah, I know Derrick Henry has a run game, but Tom Brady is that close to done. You still have Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He's still solid enough for you to win a mediocre division or at least compete with Jacksonville. That's where you had one year from Malik Willis. It doesn't look like it, but maybe give him one more year to learn. Uh, kind of the same thing with Wilson. Maybe you give him one more year, but I go back to these teams should be the best at evaluating their own players. Mm-hmm. So often they're not. So what's that balance between, okay, we gave this guy a shot, he doesn't have it, and okay, maybe we just need a new coach in. Maybe we need one more piece around him. Teams can talk themselves into one more piece, one more coach so easily. 
I don't think the Titans necessarily need another coach. I think Rabel's solid. I think if Derrick Henry stays healthy or Tennessee gets a running back somewhere um, to keep leaning into that identity, Ryan Tannehill can be the AFC version of Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. at his peak. I don't know if Tennessee's good enough on the defensive end to turn them into 49ers East, but the template is there at least. I still think you stick with him for another year before he gets too crazy expensive for his next contract whenever that comes up. Long-term, not a Super Bowl guy. For next year, he's their better option. Before we go to break, text line 5985 says, Dobbs look good, better than Willis. So um, there are some that, you know, just kind of want to move on. They just don't don't think it. I still think there's – look, a lot of people were saying the same thing about Jalen Hurts, and a lot of people were saying, you know, just kind of earlier in their career, Philly is also one of those tough cities in order to kind of reestablish yourself and, and get things moving. But, you know, it can turn around. It just depends on the work that you're willing to put in, and we'll see. But we've got to take a break. We've got – you got you got something? You got another point? I'm just going to throw this Bring out there out. on Josh Dobbs. He didn't look good. Better mm-hmm. than Willis, I can agree with. He didn't look good. 20 of 40 and 20 of 30 throwing the ball. 230 yards and 180 yards. Meh. A touchdown and a pick in both games. Moved a little bit. I mean, rushed eight times for 44 yards. Okay, he can move a little bit, but he gave quite a bit of that up. Got sacked six times. Let's not pretend like Josh Dobbs is going to be better than Ryan Tannehill. Sure, he might be a better backup than Malik Willis in, you know, in a pinch. But Josh Dobbs isn't good. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well stated. Uh, if you got a rebuttal to that, tap into the Honda Lincoln top uh, link Honda of Lincoln hotline. Slow down, Strick. 402-464-5685. We got to take a break right now. We're going to come back with shootout with Strick. Call in to the Honda of Lincoln hotline in order to play the game. You must play the game to win. We got to take a break right now. 93.7 The Ticket. The Ticket We are on the block. We'll be right back. 